underground. And you're very welcome to this, the next episode of Risky Quizness, the quiz which digs deep into the pockets of stuff and brings out all the lint and tiny sticky ball things that have no business being in a pocket. The show which tests the skill and articulance of two great poets and inevitably comes up two rollos short of a tube. I'm Eamon Soze and he is Ethan, the boy brains. How are you doing there, Ethan? I'm really good, thanks, Eamon. How are you, man? I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, I'm all right. Uh, and who have we blackmailed onto the airwaves this time? Well, in the left corner tonight is a lady who should need no introduction, but I'll give her an in- I'll give her one anyway. She's one half of the acclaimed music act Hectic Bins. Was born in America, but the fire raging on her head said she belonged to Ireland. So quickly planned her escape and made her way there. A lady whose voice could tear you to sticky, dripping ribbons or melt you to gooey, liquid and all the things in between. Those slight extremes. It's Cherie. How are you doing? Well, I know who my new favourite poet is now. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Good. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, and looky see who we have in the other left corner. Still raining, although sometimes it can be a shower, but never a trickle. A lady who once had so many body piercings, she went to sleep one night in Essex and woke up stuck to the large Haydon Collider in Geneva. No one knows how she got there. It's Missy Demeanor. How are you doing, Missy? I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm feeling very um, winny today. All right, then. Now, let's check out the buzzers. Uh, Cherie, what you got? I have a maraca. Oh, very nice. Very nice. And uh, Missy, what buzzer have you got for us today? My buzzer is summarising my 2020 experience so far. What a bunch of bastards. (laughs) (laughs) So, we start the quiz, as always, with our first round, aptly named Universally Challenged. This round will be about all things literary. For now, we'll concentrate with famous authors and controversy. So, this famous author once left the heart of an elk and some bullet casings on the grounds of actor Jack Nicholson's home. I don't know. <laughs> no, any more for any more? No. Shree, uh, what would you think now if you came out of your house? If someone if someone left like a, an elk on my front steps with bullets, I don't think I'd be very happy about that. Well, I can tell you, he and his family mm. hid in the basement for the night. Also, I should say the heart and casings were meant to be a joke, and it was actually Hunter S. Thompson. I was going to say Joseph Fritzl didn't write poetry. Question two. This author compiled a list of his fellow writers he considered were dirty commies and gave it to the English government. The, the guy that wrote Animal Farm, wasn't it? Is that guy? I it's Orwell. I don't know his first name. George Orwell, is that right? Yeah, it's George Orwell. <laughs> Did you say? <laughs> and a bonus point, if you can tell me the age of Edgar Allan Poe's child bride. What a bunch of bastards. Missy? Was she 12? Nope. Was it 13? Yeah, 13. Well done. Uh, Missy, were you ever on the verge of marriage 
uh, at 13. I was, right. I was just about uh, on the uh, the verge of um, an ASBO. All right. Less of the chattering. Question three. In 1983, this famous author said there is a trait in the Jewish character that does provoke animosity, even a stinker like Hitler didn't just pick on them for no reason. This what a bunch of bastards. Missy? Anne Frank. No idea. Nope, it's not Anne Frank. No, no idea. No, uh, it was Rodal. Okay, we'll step away from the controversy there and throw a few easy ones back at you in a minute. But first, let's go over to Ethan and see what the numbers are. Well, we have Missy with nothing at the moment, and Cherie has two. Ooh. <laughs> God, for Animal Farm cartoons. Question four. Name a book written in the 19th century. I get confused. Is that the 1800s? <laughs> Uh, of human bondage. Okay, if that's your answer, uh, did, <laughs> Ethan, I, I do you know, know if that's the right answer? What, the human uh, bondage? The I, I can Google it. I wouldn't go type in <laughs> of human bondage into Google. <laughs> so it was, yeah. it, was a, it was originally published in 1915. 1915, well then that would be the 20th century. Yeah. <laughs> Lady <coughs> Lady Chatley's lover. No, that was nineteen twenty eight. Fucking hell. Uh, Mo- oh, Moby Dick. Oh. Yep, Moby Dick was originally published in eighteen fifty one. Uh question five. How many vowels are in uh, the Welsh uh, alphabet? What a bunch of bastards. Missy. Four. Nope. Uh it was seven vowels actually. There's actually seven vowels in the Welsh alphabet. Question six. Name a book with a fruit in the title. What a bunch of bastards! A Clockwork Orange. Um, yeah, I uh, would have accepted, of course, the Fire Peach or Fermana. Or James and the Giant Peach. Question seven. Around what century do you think the words once upon a time became a popular first three words in English literature? Sheree. I go with the 19th century. No. What a bunch of bastards. Missy? 17th century. Oh, God. Name a book of poetry with the in the title. Can I do the collected works of Edgar Allan Poe? Question nine. How many books are in the Vatican Library? What a bunch of bastards. Missy? Something ridiculous, like seven million. Cherie? Six million. <laughs> Well, I'll give it to Cherie because she was the closest. Cherie mm. got six million and Missy said okay. six, seven million. Yeah. And finally, for Universally Challenged, in what decade did Anne Sexton pass away? What a bunch of bastards! 1960s? No. All right. And now, I am Smarticus. Okay, so this is round two. I'm Smarticus. It would include stuff which could be considered general knowledge, but I digress. As we heard a little earlier, once upon a time has been floating around some time. What we would like you to do here is listen to the once upon a time sentence we give you and guess if it popped up when we typed it into the search engine. If the sentence pops up in the search engine, it's considered a hit. If not, it's considered a miss. And one point per correct prediction. All right, everybody got that? Once upon a time, in a gland far, far away. What a bunch of bastards! It 
doesn't pop up. You, right. Well, you each get a guess anyway. So you, you're saying it doesn't pop up. Cherie, you're saying? I'll say it does then. Um. All right. So uh, type it in there, Ethan, and let's see. Does it pop up? Yep. Just checking. Tilla, tilla, tilla. Uh, it is a miss. That, yeah. It didn't pop up. It didn't pop up. All no. right. Uh. Well done then. Um. Second one. Once upon a time, a hairy spider stole my virginity. <laughs> I I think that's a miss. Yeah. I I don't think that's gonna pop up. Type it in there, Ethan. Let's see. Does it pop up? Dilla, dilla, dilla. <laughs> no, it didn't pop up. All right. So you both. So the next one is, once upon a time, your mother robbed my spatula. I'm going to say a hit on that one. Uh, I, I'm going to say no. No, so right. one hit and one miss. Okay. Diddle, diddle, diddle. Actually, it's a hit. <laughs> once upon a time, way before you were even born. Hit. Yeah. Uh, let me check. Diddle, diddle, diddle. It's a hit. Wasn't that fun as a box of rabid bullfrogs? Uh, time to head over to Ethan there now and check the numbers. What's the numbers, Ethan? Uh, we got uh, Missy on eight and we got Sheree on six. Oh, it's a close one. Right, well, here's an easy one. Name three countries which claim stake to parts of Antarctica. Go on, Sheree. I was going to say Russia, Norway and the United States of America. That'll do. Oh, yeah. What is said to be the earliest plant documented in human history? Human history. Is it a type of fern? Type of what? Fern. F-E-R-N. It's not a fern. It's not a fern, Sheree. <laughs> okay. Jeez. <laughs> what a bunch of bastards. I'm going to go out of the and say, like, cannabis. No, I think you're both going to be surprised at this one. Garlic. Oh. Yeah. Now, you may contest that if you like. I never, ever contest garlic. I measure that shit with my soul. I'm surprised about it. You being the pagan and all, with the, you know, with the, you know, all that kind of garlicky stuff going on. And Cherie, you with the uh, grown garlic and all. So, doubly disappointed for both. I've got a degree in fucking witchcraft, not garlic. <laughs> ah, sure you got garlic goes in something. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> fucking white toad, clover garlic. <laughs> Leg of the fucking... Right, well, have a guess. How many peanuts were consumed on a global scale in 2018? Closest one to the answer gets a point. Do you, do you eat nuts, Ethan? Not the kind of nuts you're fucking thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Two billion eight hundred and seventy-five, whatever the numbers go after that with zeros. Can you convert that into like uh, three tons? billion? Oh, tons! I thought you meant like individual yeah, peanuts. Yeah, tons. Yeah. Fifty-seven, fifty-seven tons of peanuts. And the whole of fucking two thousand, including elephants <laughs> and in. Oh, I, I gave oh, my answer oh, and it wasn't oh, good enough. Nuts uh, consumed in the whole world uh, between. Animals and people, fish, everything. No, 37 million. 42.6 million tons. Hey, that's not bad. Name something purple. Go ahead. The rain. Yes. Cool answer and all. It's probably, you know, uh, one of the better answers ever we've ever gotten on the show, ever. Uh, but I don't know if you can give the point or not, you know, to be honest with you. That's my answer. I'm sticking to it. I'm proud of that. 
Can we do that? Is is rain purple? Has rain ever been purple? Can we say the rain was purple? Can we say that? Is there is there an instance anybody can give me when the rain was because I I I oh man I'd taken in a heartbeat I would I would you know uh, everybody's heard. Can of we just assume rain. that they were on LSD and then the rain probably was purple? Ah, because it looked purple to them, but it wasn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I. Uh, all right, I'll tell you this. All right, what about this? When, when, if, when Prince was on stage singing that song, did, did Purple Rain come a, come about him? Was there Purple Rain in the background? Was there, can, can, you know, is there, was there ever Purple Rain ever? He's the Prince. I don't, I don't question people that have higher status. You're not healthy, you You're not. Your case. You're not. Honestly, God. You know. I mean. And he's a prince, so should we really question that? Of course, the rain is purple to him. I, th- I, th- I think she should have the point just in honour of Prince. And it's June. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll finish this round with what we like to call the end of the round bit where we've asked someone to ask questions and you've got to guess how that someone answered and it will be multiple choice. We asked, well, we didn't ask Eden. Somebody else asked Eden, and somebody was supposed to ask somebody else. But never mind that. We're not bitter. Now, um, oh, wave out there to Daniel. Daniel, how are you, man? How are you? Totally unrelated. Uh, Question one. We asked Eden if Eden, well, we didn't say if Eden. We just said if you. If you could change the dictionary, what would he include in it? Did he say A, all the LGTQAI definitions, B, names of poets who have inspired him, C, leave it all blank to fuck, or D, all profanities that are said globally? What a bunch of bastards! The LGBT definitions. I cannot give that to you. I can ask you, Cherie. Um, D. All of the profanity. The answer is D. I'm surprised at you, Misty. That's what I really am. Right, Ethan, you should start, you know, reassessing your friendship with Misty. <laughs> <laughs> that's already, that's uh, already been broken. That was broken on Magdalena's rounds. I'm joking. Question two. We asked Ethan if he could change the sounds his body makes, i.e. burp, bark, yawn, sneeze, etc., what new sound effect would replace the normal sounds of his body? A. The sound of a Concorde plane. B. The sound of a duck quacking. C. The sound of a trumpet. Or D. The sound of Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> what sound does Thomas the Tank Engine make, uh, Ethan? And how would that relate to your body? <laughs> it's going more for the theme I mean, <laughs> It's the back controller saying Thomas the tank engine is coming. <laughs> All right, we leave that there. Um, answers, please, good people. I'm gonna go with B. That's the docks, right? Quack quack. Correctify it. Answer B. Three. If Ethan had a symbol or crest that represented him, what would it look like? A. A sun symbol and book. B. A six-word story of his own, C, a crescent and a book, or D, a teacup and deer antlers. What a bunch of bastards! The t- teacup 
and the deer antlers. Missy, no, Adrian, she's a nice girl, really. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, you know, three. Uh, I thought you would take us. Can I? Can I just point out that you've got a teacup and deer antlers fucking tattooed on you? So. <laughs> I go with C. The answer is C. All right. On the end of that round, yeah. we've got we've got Missy on nine and Sheree on eleven. Round three is called Can of Worms, and it is reserved for questions related to the deep underground poetry. So question one is, who wrote the poem In Silver Cups on Silver Trays? What a bunch of bastards. Um, Fields broke. Nope. All I can think of is that summer rain person. Summer rain person is not the answer. (laughs) No, the answer was no more. A poetess? I shall leave that determination to others. It is poetry introduction. Belonging to which do you remember? A poetess what? I shall leave that determination to others. Is this somebody's introduction? It just says a poetess. Anna Grin. No, it's not her either. The answer was Amorous Christ. Question three. I admit it. I stole you away. Shoplifted even. You had no price tag. Is a short poem belonging to which do you remember? Can you just repeat that? Yeah. I admit it. I stole you away. Shoplifted even. You had no price tag. Is a short poem belonging to which do you remember? Missy. I'm going to say Poet Speak. Yep, there's Poet Speak. In their archives, how many poems paper stains have? Question four. What a bunch of bastards. Is it 11? 11. It is 11. I listened to her interview this morning. Question five. <laughs> what favourite poets can be found on GMAX? Do you profile throw what? any? <laughs> what favourite poets can be found on GMAX? Do you profile what famous poets or or do you poets? Famous. Who does everyone like? Missing. I've already said Jack Kerouac <laughs> today, so I'm just going to say Jack Kerouac. <laughs> well, I want you to I want you to name at least three. Yes. Sylvia Plath. So I'm going to have to give that over to Sheree. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe. Yeats. He is a poet, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible as names. And uh, Robert Frost. They both got one right, so I've just awarded them both one point. All right, Ethan, what's the numbers? It's actually a tie. They're both on 12. Oh, do, fuck. Do, do. oh no. I actually really like Jack Kerouac. He wrote that on the road book, didn't he? He did, yeah. I really like that book. He's part of that like beatnik group of him and Burroughs. And mm. I can't read Burroughs. I'm not a cat. <laughs> I've tried. I, I think I read Naked Lunch and then I can't read anything else. It's just, what is he talking about? And then some of them are like all in Spanish. I'm like, I don't know Spanish. I don't know any Spanish. I could say foods in Spanish. That'll get you a long way. Mm-hmm. Right around. And to the library and the bathroom. Oh. My Spanish teacher's name was Mr. Wilkie and he had this amazing hairpiece. I used to draw pictures of him in class. I got in so much trouble. All I know is hola and gracias. <laughs> I wish I could read German. It's supposed to be close enough to Norwegian that I thought I could read it. I could pick up a few words, but there's a, a vampire-like series with my last name as the title of the book. I'm like, well, I've got to read that. I tried to. I'm like, nope. Who wrote the poem, Don't Turtle Dove Me? Is this on the DU? Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> they didn't. I was going to say Madame Lavender. No, it's not Madame Lavender. No, I have no idea. The answer is Imperfect Stone. Question seven. He crushes rose shapes into her crater heart. Is the opening stanza belonging to which poet? I will give you a bonus point if you can guess the DU member. Can you repeat it? Yep. He crushes rose shapes into her crater heart. 
is the opening stanza belonging to which poet? Um, and I will give you a bonus bonus point if you can guess the DU member. I know the member and not the title. <laughs> That's oh, do I know the title of the poem or just the, the poet? You have to get the title first and if you to get the bonus point. I know the poet. I don't know the poem. This is tight, Stan. This is really tight. This yeah, really I think tight. I know who the poet is, but I don't know the name of the poem. Right then, I'm going to say Signer for the two years. No points, no bonus points. No. <laughs> who was it? Uh, I can tell you the name of the poem is Cosmic Conversations. Oh, by Rianne. That's it, that's it. Yep. Shame, though. That's another friend gone. So, <laughs> uh, you're so ruthless, you're so ruthless and savage and fucking free is a title belonging to which you're so what ruthless and savage and fucking why didn't you write fucking ethan can i ask it's like f <laughs> asterisk asterisk king you know, because because it's, because it's asterisk know. on the t- <laughs> I was just going to say Crimson. I hope someone is angry on the DU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, then. The answer is Courtney Chris I XXX. Question nine. I'm dry, not empty, with a few drops lingering around. Dry, arid, dusty, parched. I'm talking, my piss is dark yellow, kind of dehydrated. Is a stanza in a poem belonging to which DU poet? What a Hello. bunch of bastards! Missy. Daisy Grace. Oh. <laughs> uh, number 10. Which DU member won May's, now not May the person, May the month, May's poem of the month? What a bunch of bastards! It wasn't edible it, words. It wasn't edible words. I think she's on the list, but I don't know where it was. No? No. Shree, anything? I don't know. I, I think I know who won this month, but wait, it's June. No, it's July. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. It is July, yeah. isn't it? It is July. Okay, today. No. <laughs> 2020. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, that's just imagination. Five, four, three. And oh. boom, that's it. The end of the round, the end of the show. How did our two ladies fare with the numbers? So we've got Cherie on 12 and Missy has got 13. So oh. she's our reigning champion. <laughs> and still, still. <laughs> one point. Cherie, Cherie. I we tried. Have such hopes. Such hopes. But no, no. no. I mean, uh, no, uh, fair play. That was a hard one. Though it was a hard one. But wow, right. there you go. It's never what you think it's going to be until it's what you think it's going to be. Congrats to our reigning champion, and thanks to our guests, Sherry and Missy Demina. I've been Ethan. And I've been Eamon Soze for the most part. Until next time. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Deep Underground Poetry. Dot com. Get tangled in me Be immortal within this soul Just surrender everything Open up to a different kind of heaven It could be exquisite An extraordinary love Beautiful passions finally born A unique knowing of a new belonging.
to never be separated, joined by a heart that can never die. Feel the touch of me, shaking the foundations of your senses. Desire is not enough, need all, every breath, heartbeat of love. I dare you to be here, for I will sweetly destroy you, piece by piece, then resurrect you, kiss by kiss.